welcome to the Daft Souls podcast. Today I'm joined by Mr. Gavin Murphy. Hello. And Mr. Joseph Joe Scrabbles. Watcher. Are you actually called Joseph? Or did I, just I am called up? Joseph. That is, yeah. and that is a name, as it turns out. Turns he's out. In, he's in my phone as Scrabblenauts. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a first week invention, wasn't it? I think. When I joined. I'd like to think that I did invent it, but I think it was actually Chris Scullion who invented it. Um, Fuck it then. Delete it. But we were talking about this the other day because, like, like I said to him, like I have to remember that you're in my phone, Matt, as Laser Loser. Oh, Lees. Mr. Laser Loser Lee. Because it was a night when yeah. me and Steve Hogsey were on our way to go watch the opening of the Shard Laser the Show, and, and you didn't want to come. But, <laughs> I, but in the end, I did come. You did come, and yeah. despite it that, was shite. you all because I didn't want to go because I thought it would be shite, and yeah. then you all rallied against me so hard that you all changed <laughs> my name and your phones to Laser Loser Lee's. <laughs> and most, despite the fact that I did actually, in the end, crack and come along, still Laser Loser Lee's. I'm still that, and I. I wasn't I was right anyway yeah. video games there's, there's, yeah sorry there's been times when like I've had to text you about like real life stuff like, <laughs> texting someone called laser losers laser loser lees like you know important like life stuff then it sort of takes the edge off it a does bit. a bit I suppose yeah. it makes you smile <laughs> <laughs> everybody will help somehow. so it's been actually a really good couple of weeks for mm. games at the moment I, was, I'm, I won't talk about it much but I've still been playing tons of Destiny to the point that I'm so deep down that rabbit hole that it's just fucking silly <laughs> Um, but also there's been some really lovely surprises yeah. um, obviously Alien Isolation has received mixed opinions but Shadows of Mordor might be a good place to start yes it is a bit of a fucking surprise right no because I've been banging on about it for two months it really <laughs> irritates yeah. me that everyone's suddenly on this bandwagon with me I was riding it it was wonderful what were you um, really into it at the preview stage I was very happy yeah with you went mad Mordor. about it and this is like I, have, I haven't played it but mm. when you went off to the preview band and came out you were like it's one of those things where I was thinking, it really reminded me of when you played Dragon's Dog when you were like, yeah. yes. I think this is really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. And it and it ended up being that game as well where you have so many reservations about it and you still come out positive yeah. to the point where I wrote a review and then got pilloried for being really harsh to it when actually I was going, I love this game. It's just shit in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much the same with Dragon's Dogma. Exactly, yeah. The reaction to that was actually all right, but I was a bit worried when I bigged up this game so much and then when it came out, I reviewed it and I was like, hey, out of 10. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was worried everyone would go, but you said it was amazing. It's like, it is. Yeah. But it's also quite shit. It's so. one of those, it's the the game I always compare, the, the, the kind of beautiful... Art eight out of tens like binary domain. Yeah. Where it's like, here's a beautiful game and there's loads that makes no sense at all and you should hate it. Yeah. Binary it's domain just... made me really sad because I, I I loved it when I previewed it and mm. I, I really I just got in contact with Sega and said, please let me do for binary domain what I did for Dragon's Dogma. Mm. Like, just let me make some early videos. Let me explain to people why this game is actually really good. Um but like, it just didn't happen. They wouldn't yeah. give me the access. I could have maybe made it better. <laughs> you could have told them to not have that box art. I did actually specifically tell them. That. <laughs> I did say, yes. Also, is there anything you can do to change that box Could art? you just put Kane, the French robot, on the front of this game? Because well, that would like, make it different. It was just a weird piece of art that's yeah. funny, but my God, no. It's so poor. Um, anyway, Shadows of Mordor. Tell, yeah, tell us, tell us about that. I mean, Shadow I know about it, but I'm not sure how much Gav knows. Yeah, I don't know much about it other than what Joe said about it, and I haven't played it. It's but. like one of the most derivative post-Assassin's Creed Arkham games of okay. all time, but with this one system called the Nemesis system, which is essentially a sort of choose-your-own-adventure storytelling tool okay. built into the fabric of every single fight you have in that game. Right. So every single NPC in that game has a procedurally generated face 
and as soon as they kill you, they're given a name, a title, a personality, and stats. Right. So if essentially death is the biggest treat you get in that game because you get a new character, okay. and they can become the final boss of the game. That That's character, awesome. it's it's fucking incredible. It's yeah. really really weird. It's amazing, but it's, it's it's great the fact that you're kind of like. What I find really odd about this game, and I probably would end up making a video about it before I've even come close to finishing it, because mm. it just doesn't fucking seem to matter. Like, I already kind of know what the gist of it is. Mm. But it's like, you know, when there was that, that cliche when camera phones were a new thing, and in comedy shows, you had that really cliche joke of people going, hey, look, I've got a camera phone, and somebody had glued a camera they taped a camera to a phone, yeah, and it was just the joke that appeared everywhere. It was like the Megatron in uh, Peep Show, where it was five different remotes taped yeah. to each other instead yeah. of a universal <laughs> remote. This weirdest thing about Shadows of Mordor is it feels like a really modern game, like a very next-gen game in the fact that really, at its heart, it's got this procedurally generated, interesting, open-world... That sounds awesome, yeah. ...do your own shit, but then it taped to it in a really crudely way is such a, like, last-gen... Like, even prior... Yeah. It's like PS2 era the, almost in terms it's of design. Like one of the worst licensed game stories yeah. I've ever played. Yeah. It's so shit. It's like it starts off and it's like, oh yeah, your wife you get basically cutscenes to show you that your wife and child are dead mm. and you've got to get your revenge, and then you get <laughs> cursed by a spirit and it's blatantly gonna be bad a bad thing because you don't get cursed by spirits without it being a bad <laughs> yeah. thing. So it has this really like PS2 era shitty tie-in story that is God of War isn't it like that's the exact same thing that yeah God of, War didn't every let you, game. God of War didn't let you stealth kiss your wife though which was... is the best <laughs> tutorial ever yeah it teaches you how to stealth kill by being sneaking up on your wife and giving her a kiss yeah hmm. it's literally hold R2 press square that's it that's, Shut that's literally yeah, the joking. tutorial which is good like, but, then, but then it's like it kind of annoys me because it does that annoying gating thing of being like as soon as you're out there in the world it's like you, you realise there's loads of combat moves and loads of things you can do but you're just like oh, I don't give a fuck about it. I just want to play because yeah. it's this amazing sand pit but then it, you get to points where it's like well you can't do any more until you've done more That's of the exactly. story yeah. and it's like fuck off it, it, yeah. and the worst part of it is it gates the best abilities behind story as well so like there's the ability to brand guys who yeah. then follow your follow your commands and you can send them off to like cause riots or like fuck up other members like of Brotherhood in a way no it's, uh, it's it's basically like you you can indoctrinate a commander and okay. I've seen that on the list of the, the skills mm. but it has this thing throughout the campaign have you not campaign. got that yet no fuck that's like that is the game I know, it's amazing the thing was because you told me like obviously you gave me really good advice but it was in a tweet so it wasn't that specific you yeah, said yeah. just follow the story until you get all the abilities yeah. yeah and I've been trying to do that but it's so easy to get distracted absolutely yeah, um, yeah. that I've been struggling to just focus and do it mm. also just for also for me and for people listening at home it, do you have to do all the story missions or is there one particular angle that you should just fixate on in order to get the uh, stuff you need so there's there's always two branches of story missions and they're for the two different sides of the ability tree so you've got the kind of wraith abilities and then the ranger abilities right um, you have to do both to to get to the to progress to there's like a halfway point there's sort of like there's literally half time in the story where it's like chill out for a second big bit of story new new kind of bit of play yeah um so you've got to do both to get through that first half right and then the second half just do the wraith stuff um okay. you will know when you've hit the second half no that's valuable that's good to know because the thing is um i love it so far but it's kind of teased that the element of 
um, the indoctrination or whatever it's called, branding. Yeah. In the fact that there's this this orc who's like, oh, I'll help you, I'll help you. Yeah. And it's like, basically, it's, it's all story driven. You don't have any control over it. But, but you're a naughty dude all the way through it, are you? Well, no, no. You're like this. Um, well, you're a shit you're, character. Your character doesn't matter at all. Basically, it's you're like two characters revenge. in one, and yeah. sh- they're, right. they're both terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Chris Thurston on his tweet about it when he said it's basically two two posh dudes slumming it around uh, <laughs> the wilderness. It's basically with Nell and I with swords. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but it, it basically it, this orc is like I'll be on your side, and it means you have the system whereby he's kind of like under your control. Yeah, and so you help him to kill like orcs that are more high ranking than him, so he can take the position. So okay. it basically means you can have like inside commanders so it's not like in Assassin's Creed where you just press a button and suddenly your buddies turn up and help yeah. you kill someone okay. it's like these orcs actually have influence and armies and they're just off doing their own thing right okay and you're kind of it's basically Machiavellian politics well this is yeah. the thing so you, there's a there's a screen called Sauron's Army and you go on and it's essentially like the world's worst police lineup. it's like four <laughs> different layers um, of of the army so at the top you've got chiefs and then it's like three different levels of captains under that and they get promoted through this so the first an NPC who kills you will always join the bottom rank and then throughout the game can get pushed up the ranks until you make them the chief oh sweet um, which is fucking amazing because you've essentially got characters who either really interesting who who either hate you like they can literally get a stat where they hate you and as soon as they see you they become twice as strong (laughs) right So, or they can be afraid of you as soon as you turn up they run away yeah but they can be afraid of fire they can be they can hate like these big like cat creatures called caragors weird you have to interrogate you have to interrogate like um, either like lesser like chiefs or lesser like captains or like worms who basically like people who know things you interrogate people to find out the weaknesses of these guys and then it's like you basically specifically try and put them in situations where yeah. you can fight them up and it's amazing sometimes where it's like you get this guy who looks incredibly tough and he's really high level and he's really dangerous but then it's like weaknesses it's like can be immediately killed by stealth attacks yeah or- so it means like you just literally just sneak up behind him and just stab him and then just there's a huge army of orcs then coming after <coughs> you and you just get the fuck out of there that's the thing you get, you get these amazing moments where it's like fucking I don't know Skog the Destroyer and he's terrified of flies so you can (laughs) drop a hive of flies on him and he'll run away and you can kill him immediately or like take over him or you can get like the weakest guy in the world and then it turns out that like the only thing that could possibly damage him beyond like an incredibly long like 15 minute combat section is exploding him like it literally just says yeah. can be damaged by explosions yeah um, and it just becomes this wonderful thing where you're kind of interrogating one guy to find out about this guy because you want him to become the leader of this yeah, part of the yeah. world and they also they can have like um, you can have a chieftain who has like minions yeah and so you're like well do I just go and kill him straight away or do you go and assassinate his minions first yeah so that when you fight him they He's won't be there him. otherwise yeah, you exactly. have to take yeah, yeah. on all yeah, three you, of them you, you either have to you either have to take over all his bodyguards yeah. or kill them all and then he's alone. So when he's, you can get these cutscenes where he's like doing a big speech but he's got no bodyguards and you just turn up and just kill him immediately. Or you can get it where one of your guys is sort of a secret agent standing behind him and you go, all right, so at the next meeting, like, fuck him over. Yeah. So he's standing, he's like, we're going to kill the ranger. And then the guy behind him just boots him off his platform and starts fighting him and you run into the middle and just assassinate him and run off. 
Like, it's, like, it's basically like if you imagine what Assassin's Creed should be like, yeah. it's that. Yeah. But with orcs. Because that's one of the things that I think I read where people were just like, it's the someone said like it's the shittest Assassin's Creed game, but really, really good. Oh no, it's, it's the best, yeah. I think. I mean the thing is, I mean, I love the Assassin's Creed games, don't mm. get me wrong, but Assassin's Creed games could have gone in multiple directions. Yeah. Mm. And the direction they went into was real estate. Mm. And I kind yeah. of like that. <laughs> yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah. like being an estate agent. Yeah. Just going around buying all the houses in Rome. Like I generally love Brotherhood. I think like, I loved all it. that was it's awesome. Great. Yeah. But it's not really a game about assassination anymore. Hundred percent. No. It's about being yeah, an estate yeah. agent. Yeah. Um, but with this, it is this thing of being like, I need to kill him. How am I going to do it? Well, I mm. need to find out what his weaknesses are. His chieftains that are dangerous. Assassin, like Take the him best out. Assassin's Creed game, isn't it? But so, like, yeah. you just work out how you're going to do it yourself. Yeah. But and, like, mechanically, you have to talk about the fact that it it is weak. Like it is a bit. Ropey, it's got yeah. the weird Assassin's Creed one thing where when you're running, you always feel like you're taking one step too many. Like you stop holding the button and he uh, takes one step and like jumps off the wrong thing yeah, or yeah. like turns too late. So you get hit by something. So there's yeah. this sort of, there's a shakiness to the, the actual fabric of the game. The yeah. combat is pretty strong though. It's you always feel like Batman. Batman. Yeah. Um, okay. the, but I must say after playing tons of Destiny the aiming the bow is like a bit crap yeah. Yeah. and it's like especially I'm just I'm really used to that kind of slick aiming thing it's a bit wonky yeah um, but I I, I, I talked to Tamor who is like the world's biggest Batman fan Tamor who's been on this podcast yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. so I don't need to introduce him he's brilliant um, he he talks about how he'd heard a rumour and so this is all on him this is all alleged I'm not I'm not bringing out any secrets there was a rumour that Warner Brothers who also owned the Batman games had started this project with Monolith as a Batman game which all fits because it's all about intimidating people with fear originally it was going to be the Joker's army and so you had his various gang levels and you were going to be in Arkham City or wherever slowly indoctrinating the crime syndicate that sounds fucking the Joker awesome. with Batman and I guess like Scarecrow Gas um, like freaking them out to become your minions and then they wanted this Middle Earth franchise which that is confirmed I've done an interview with the guy and he was like they wanted a Middle Earth franchise they wanted yeah. to be between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings that's just the thing they're talking about. Because that's the thing that's going to hold me back. I've got absolutely nothing. Oh, no, don't worry about it. I hate yeah, Lord yeah, yeah. of the Rings. Because what's, what's awesome about it, actually, I think Kristen Donnan wrote something for Eurogamer today, which mm, was yeah. spot on. And it basically being like, they know the Lord of the Rings is boring. Like, yeah. all the human and elf stuff is po-faced yeah, as fuck. Mm, it's boring. Even though it's even based on Welsh stuff as well. Like, <laughs> I, sh- I should love it, but I hate it. But the orc stuff is really funny. Mm, like, yeah. the way they talk Rat to each bag, other. that story character you're talking yeah. about, is a genuinely funny character. Yeah, some he's... of the writing is brilliant. Like, there's one point yeah, where it's like, where Ratbag, who's this crap orc who you're helping, and it's like, he's like a comedy foil. At one point, he's like, Come on, you got to take this seriously. He's like, imagine their heads being crushed. You got to visualize your aims. <laughs> he starts talking like he's a business guru yeah, or something. That's awesome. And it's just a few times the script has made me laugh. Mm. But it's just so weird going through between this genuinely very modern, um, interesting system and then having to like go and pick up a herb to heal well, your health. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's I, weird. when I finished the game, me and my brother were playing at the same time on on the same PS4, and he finished it like a day after I did. And he was like, "That was really cool. I loved that game, but I don't think I'll ever go back to it." Mm. And I was sitting there going, "That's quite astute. I don't think I ever will because you know I've had my story with my orcs." Mm. The next day, I was sitting there going, "What am I going to play?" I turned it on, and it's essentially become like the world's weirdest dating sim. <laughs> like I turned it on. And there was an entire army of orcs blacked out, and you have to go and meet, either meet the orcs or interrogate people to find out who they were. Yeah. And all I wanted to do 
was fill out this entire screen so I knew everyone there yeah. and I could like choose my favourite. And it was literally, <laughs> I'm speed dating orcs. I'm just sitting there going like, <laughs> you know what? Like, Skarnaz, yeah. he's got a cool helmet. <laughs> like, that's, that's literally my whole reason for playing that game. Is, Skarnaz would make a good breakfast for me. I exactly, reckon. that guy. He knows yeah. what's up. He's got a fiery head. Um, he, he'd love it. it yeah. It's really strange. Like, I'm just, the, the story is so peripheral. And yeah. yet, unfortunately, so integral. Yeah. Like, this is how I finished writing about it, was essentially, it feels like they've gimped the story just to have this this whole narrative aspect. Well, this is what I mean yeah. when I say, like, the kind of last, last-gen mm. design decision is something that, to be honest, it felt like with the kind of 360 and PS3 generation, we, we started to phase out this whole thing of you have to play the story for a certain amount of time to unlock all the stuff mm. you can mm. do. And most games started to, like, just put that in a tutorial and then let you go wild. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that it's like you have to play for, like, 10 hours before you can unlock the One of the most key yeah, mechanics. Yeah. It's like... Why are you doing that? Yeah. Why are you doing that? I mean, it's it's still really good fun, and I really recommend it. But it's uh, it's just frustrating because it could have been an incredible game. Well, I think there's, there's quite a lot of games like that. I think, like even at the end of like we'll say last gen, it's not. It's like the other day. But it's like <laughs> like uh, with the Last of Us, I was I felt the exact same way with that. Like I was like, this game is fucking brilliant. Then it was just like, oh, now I've got I've got craft a med kit. Have I put some I didn't mind with that. down? Like, I, I didn't mind with that. I didn't yeah. mind the crafting in that because it was really simple. And it, yeah, it, it forces you to choose between weapons or I like the mechanic it, in that, but, but yeah. it feels like you're not in that world at that. No, point. I know. Like, yeah, there I is that, that suddenly game UI comes up. And you're yeah. like, no, yeah. I've been spending time with two people for yeah. a while. No, I can't disagree. And with that. Like, oh, do you want to upgrade you? No, I don't want to upgrade anything. Like, I just found it. Yeah, exactly. I need that to just. For the story, that's what I need. I don't need to go like, oh, look at this shotgun I've done. It's well unless powerful. Unless I see like, Joel literally duct-taping a fucking iron <laughs> sight to it. I don't want to know. Like, I just want to spend time with that dude. Yeah. My last thing about Shadows of Mordor. This is my idea for a sequel, right? Okay. Okay. Shadows so, of Batman. Yes. <laughs> Lord done. of the Rings have entered <laughs> Gotham City. That would be cool. So you are some sort of amoral entity in the middle of an elf army a dwarf army, a human army, and an orc army. And you get to interact with all four of those. And do you remember Saints Row 2, where if you did one mission for one oh, yeah, faction, yeah, yeah. it would turn it the rest pissed of off yeah, yeah. all the other factions. In this one... It's all by sea as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this one, you're just sitting in the middle, just Machiavellian... Like, Machiavellian? Yeah. A, a, a war between four different factions in a place. You're just... There are four armies, and you get to know all the people in those armies, and you just set them on each other and start a gigantic war. Mm, yeah. That's all I want. That's the whole... That is the game to me. It's like causing I really feel ups. like they've stumbled on something, and I kind of feel like just because they've they've so openly ripped off Assassin's Creed in mm. so many ways, I wonder if Ubisoft would just be like, hang on a minute, we can basically just nick this, can't mm. we? Because yep. they nicked it off us. And I'm quite. And two sorry. wrongs make a right. So, <laughs> I mean, an eye for an eye. That's what I believe. Watch Dogs 2, US versus Iraq. Let's go. <laughs> but I also, I mean, I would finally say, I even just the, the, the really nice subtle network integration, the fact that mm. it's like, um, I had a thing being like, hey, this guy around the corner, he killed your friend. Yeah. yeah. And it basically puts one of the orcs from one of your mate's games who's killed them once. That's fantastic. Into your game. That's awesome. So yeah. he's, this orc isn't a part of your power. Exactly. Structure. He's never mm. there. He's not there. He's only here for this. But then what happened to me is, then I got killed by that orc. Yeah. And then, whenever you get killed by an orc, sometimes they just take a slot if there's a slot free because you've killed someone. Mm. But sometimes they don't have to. It doesn't fight a thing another guy. Where it goes, yeah. he's going to fight this guy. And then it's like, whichever one wins 
is the new one in that slot. And so yeah. because you can have like badass orcs from other people's games coming in, killing you, and then yeah. taking over a slot and becoming... It's just really cool. Well, that, that's exactly what, like, I know it's not next gen, but that's exactly what the thing that I love most about Zombie U was. Like, yes. when, they, when I first played the Wii U, the first thing I ever played was Zombie U, and, like, listen to the people talk about it. Like, if you've got a Wii U or you haven't, like, go get it for Zombie U. It's there's so many four pounds now. Yeah. Ubisoft, the Wii U is about four pounds now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie U, they probably give it to you, yeah. like, in the street. But, like, there's a bit in now where, like, you know, so if everyone on my network gets killed in a certain place, like Joe and his pack would and his backpack would get would show up in my game, so it'd be like, oh, Joe is around here. So you could like, but he's a zombie now. Yeah. But he's also a super zombie now. Like, like he's really really powerful because you were like level ten or something like that. Oh, so it'd be like true. So it'd be like, <laughs> not gonna lie. So it's literally like you need to get here, but Joe the super zombie is over there. This is what's in his backpack. Like he's gonna have good shit on him. You can either risk your character because it's. Well, sort of. It is permadeath. So it's like, you kind of risk your character, who is cool, to go get more awesome shit, or you can carry on the thing. And I'm like, you never, you're just like, no, I need to go over there. I'm going to kill Joe. And be like, oh, there's Joe over there. And, like, and you just run into your guys in the world sort of thing. And you're just like, it make, I don't know, it elongated that game so much for me because it was just like, oh, so-and-so is over there. Well, yeah, I'm going to go over there and try and sort of avenge his death by killing his zombie sort of thing. because like, my guy looked exactly like Adrian Brody as well, which was <laughs> weird. Um, so that was good. Yeah, no, that's game. interesting. That was a good game. It's a really, really good game as well. And as you said, you probably get it for about 80 pence. Yeah, it's nothing. You they probably have the- it in Shadwell Station where it's set. <laughs> they've just got, they built up like tube barriers out of it. <laughs> yeah, you swap them a feast for it that's where you were like can I have your game yeah give us a feast Eve Gilmore just yeah. like begging handing out I'm zombie so you. hungry we put, we put so much into this and no one fucking Nintendo fucked us over yeah um, good uh, <sighs> speaking of mm. yeah well I mean that's the thing isn't it obviously Nintendo Magazine is, is now coming to an end obviously yeah. I never worked on it I know myself I did work on you OXM. did one very good review of that Diablo clone on it. I did. I remember. I remember did you do Baby Default? Heroes no, of Might. Was, oh, was it Heroes right, of yeah. Might? Heroes, Heroes of Ruin. Something? Heroes, Heroes of, of Ruin. Ruin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which I thought was all right. It was, again, it quite good. ropey, but it had some fun ideas in it. Yeah. That was um, pre-2013 I also reviewed. I also reviewed Dragon Quest VI, I believe. Did you? Re- Realms of Reverie. <laughs> and that was a, uh, a DS game, which was a port of the SNES version. And I'd never played it before. And I'll tell you what. I really enjoyed it. That was a 12-page review. <laughs> it was like 12-page cover feature. It's one of those reviews that you only do for the love of, of playing a game that yeah. you think you might like. Yeah. Because it was like a page, and it, the game took me about 30 hours. Yeah. Me, so it's like, well, I've reviewed the last three Etrian Odyssey games, so I know that feeling. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Jesus no. Christ. Quinn's love yeah. that. And yeah, they're incredible. On his recommendation, I bought that, and I found yeah. it a bit too heavy on the grind for me. Which yeah. one? Four or... Yes. Yeah, four was four was intense. Millennium Girl, the next one, Don't buy which sounds it, like a Will Smith song. <laughs> Don't buy a shitty game. Yeah. <laughs> the Will Smith song, Millennium Girl, is a great dead <laughs> So uh, I think I picked the wrong one because there was two. There was Millennium Girl and four. I went for four. I quite liked it, but it just got to a point where I was like, this is too hard. Why yeah. is this so hard? And the, it's like, the airship where the dragons 
flying after you what an arsehole yeah there's yeah. just some nasty nasty stuff in that game mm. unpleasant game but it's sad like yeah O&M closing is quite a sort of sad thing I think like, yeah well I mean you know we've, you guys both used to work for yeah. I started my career me too Good it was place. like it was like the only thing that I could actually I know for a fact that my mum bought every single issue of O&M oh. I barely worked on it in fairness I you had a double page stuff. spread every yeah. month every single month they were, until like, I killed it <laughs> <laughs> when we redesigned so like fuck grabs but not even that like they were like my face was in the front of it every time that was the yeah. only thing like my mum understood was just like oh I make videos for YouTube do you don't know what any of what you just said is it's like my face is in a magazine you can buy in Sainsbury's ah gaps yeah. a success I like, always used to be kind of saddened by the fact that when I worked for OXM it came in one of those cardboard folders so I yeah. couldn't even say to people if you look inside of it you can see my face ask, yeah. well, well, all, all be. yeah all, all and them inside like a big thing and then they stopped that so yeah. you can literally flick it open and show people which I know my mum did and I know I definitely did there was a period a dark well it wasn't dark it was fucking incredible but there was like a nine month period where I split up with a girl that I've been going out with for nine months before I started going out with no, uh, you mean nine years nine years shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck that because that's yeah. like nine months really dark yeah, yeah. Yeah. long yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was but a dark period I remember, I remember at one point uh, being like queuing up to get booze and in, in a Tesco's in Brixton <laughs> and it's Sainsbury's in Brixton and uh, literally like going like standing in the queue and I was just like seeing an O&M there that you could open which had the belly band and I was like do you want to see something cool she was like yeah that girl I'll never I, I met once and I was just like do you, want, do you want to see something cool she was like yeah took it off I was like this is my face you know what's weird <laughs> <laughs> she was like oh my fucking god your face is in a magazine and I was like yeah she watched the magazine it's really cool it's loaded what do you think loaded is cool <laughs> yeah it's loaded <laughs> it's, it's the loaded of video games it's front it's pretty intense yeah. <laughs> it's weird I had almost exactly the same experience well, I broke up with a girl after eight years and I was in a supermarket and a guy came up with Joe Scrabbles from Official Nintendo Magazine. I was like, "Yes, fuck the world. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still here." I it's never, I never once got uh, recognised from really? Maxim. No, That's the even though I was on the dashboard, that was bizarre because it's like those videos got watched by a lot of people. You sound angry about this, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was like because I, I just wonder if somebody was diddling the numbers because apparently the videos are getting watched by like quarter of a million people. Yeah, like, well, if that's true, why didn't any? Because I mean. They were all in Mauritius. I don't know, but since then it is weird how people occasionally just put the thing two and two together and just people just now occasionally go, holy fuck, you, yeah, you were that guy in OXM. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they've just worked it out. Maybe one day that'll happen to me. You were that prick with a stupid haircut yeah. <laughs> with his strong opinions. I hate you. I feel a bit bad for like the, I think, like, I, mean, I don't want to slag off like former employees and stuff like that, but I, I don't think there's... That's uh, all I ever want to do. I don't think there's a, there's a They're place... They're still my current employers, so let's chill yeah. out. <laughs> there's... there's, there's there's no actually it's not even slagging them off but it's like there is literally nowhere that caters for Nintendo audience like I remember like having like massive arguments with the, the video team that, that was at Future Publishing where they would they would make a, a video about Nintendo they were like yeah this is us you know trying to cater for the Nintendo audience and it's like so fucking oh finally Nintendo have got a game out like that's not one Nintendo fans want like Nintendo fans know they've got it fucking hard like they don't want to fucking shunt in the eye every time a Donkey Kong <laughs> game comes out like no. you have to fucking really get behind it and champion it that and there's literally nowhere like that like even places like you know no you're right there's no way like that. There no. isn't. I mean, I am like you know. Was I stopped myself there. You really did. Yeah. Oh, didn't I? But yeah, there's no way like that. It's really sad. There was it a beautiful thing about O and M, which was um, in my time there, it evolved from being quite a sort of like sedate, uh, you know, stately kind of. Oh, this is what we've got to being 
shit, the Wii U's come out. No one's bought it. Yeah. Let's celebrate everything. And it became this amazing experience of writing every month about, like, interesting, weird stuff. Like, I did a whole feature that was a documentary based on the lives of me's in Tomodachi life. Mm. You know, like, weird stuff that that you can't do on the internet most of the time. Like, YouTube's sort of the successor to that magazine journalism take an idea to its extent. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it was just, it was an amazing place to work. I'm really sad to see it go because the final month we got to do, like, Matthew Castle and I wrote, I, I got moved, like, I got... I don't know. I don't give a shit. I got moved back on to O&M in the last month because they thought, you know, it'd be you good know to have someone Who writing better about bury it. that shit? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> then O&M's Who's heel who shot? left for <laughs> OXM. Um, we've, we've done like, a sort of multiplayer review of Smash Brothers where it's like the two of us fighting to do it and stuff. And there's, you don't get that anywhere else. It was just no. this beautiful little sort of magazine journalism like, well, also, it's the fuck the, rules. It's the, <laughs> the team element. Like, you know, you can actually... The visual element of magazines means you can just break the rules and you can just create these these one-off features, these one-off strange yeah. things. Mm, you couldn't the, exist anywhere else. Well, you exactly. can, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do that on YouTube, but it's very difficult. It's very time-intensive because video yeah. is so time-intensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, to do if it looks, it, yeah, the thing, if it looks shit, it, a lot of the time, if you're a magazine person, you've got three art people or yeah. two yeah. art people. You can go, yeah. hey, I've got this weird idea. If it's just you, if it's just you making a video, it's like right, okay, I've got this weird idea. Now I have to learn how to do this animation. Now I have to learn how to do this animation. You can't so, end yeah. up, and this is a difficult thing. You can't end up starting to like question the time value of being like yeah. you have a one a one off thing, and you're like, well, I have to get the other people on the video, and then yeah. I have to spend all this time doing it and make it look right. And if you're only going to use it once, yeah, am I Freddie Wong? It's difficult. No, okay, <laughs> see you later. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's that difficult. simple. Like, yeah. I think you were there. Yeah, you were still there when we were doing the first Mario Kart Eight previews. Yeah, literally, we didn't entire feature based on three iPhone pictures of a gamepad with the tracks from Mario Kart 8. We took pictures of them and the art guy sat there and hand drew those tracks Mm. and it was just like nowhere does this. It's just this insane amount of like Love. I think that's the yeah. saddest thing. thing I'm finding about the, the demise of magazine culture is just, it seems like just all the money's going. Yeah. And there is a lot of money on YouTube, but it's in really boring places, yeah. I think. And it's basically, it's not being used to make things dramatically really no. cool and interesting. Definitely. It's just being made... It's just me, people making money mostly, yeah. and often they have like you know a lot of YouTubers and stuff have like they have professional artists do cartoon versions themselves and stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that cool. sounds like I'm telling a dig at the Yorkshire. No, 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 there are loads yeah, of YouTube yeah, channels yeah. that sort of thing. But I think I'm having to dig at everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm digging my elbows into there every before I can <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would be awesome to see the kind of magazine style. That'd be incredible. I tried yeah. to do it myself, but it ends up being like a real rod. If yeah, you're like. Well, and yeah, like they, man they cop a lot of shit and it didn't work out for them but Polygon got close to doing that yeah. for a yeah, while yeah. you know they were doing these amazingly in-depth interactive features and you would uh, and I was sitting there going thank god like yeah. you know someone really on the internet gives a do. shit yeah, yeah. Um, but well, it didn't like, make them enough money oh, so. I think like yeah the stuff that is making money and stuff on YouTube I think I watched something the other day and it was like it was a video of someone who'd been paid by Ubisoft to go out to Gamescom and I thought, well, I want to watch this because I want to, I know that he's been paid to go do it. And I want to see what he's done with the money sort of thing. It was literally like if you gave someone a, like a handheld video camera in like 2004 who worked in a magazine, what they would do at Gamescom. And it was literally like him oh man, I know talking, that that's awful. Talking, to, <laughs> uh, talking to every single 
Ubisoft person that he'd been putting for us. Like, uh, can you tell me a bit about Far Cry 4, please? And it's literally like, it's unlistenable because you can't, like, you know, this guy's used to working in his bedroom. Sure, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, like, you can't hear any of it. You can't, but, like, still, it's just, like, fucking 500,000 views or something like that. It's, it's cool, like, the thing yeah. is, there, there are, on the web, there's different metrics, and actually there's not a lot of value placed on, on quality. Yeah. And it is a case of, like, quantity. News is still the bread and butter. Yeah. Video can make money, but largely doesn't. Um, so it's mostly just news. And yeah. the thing I find sad about the death of, of the O&M um, is it feels like we're at a weird point where it's, it's really difficult. Positivity it was. I felt like the last bastion of positivity. Yeah, yeah. massively. And I really try and yeah. be positive, um, but it's difficult because sometimes you play games that are fucking shit and you yeah. have to give them a kicking. Uh, or sometimes everybody raves about stuff that's bollocks. Hmm. But um, it's the thing I find as well, though, is it's like, you know what? Like, people like... I put up a video about Dark Souls 2 saying this is everything the game gets wrong and people yeah. go... Uh, you know, calling it that is very antagonistic and you're just looking for clicks and stuff. It's like, well, yeah. But the thing is, it's quite a good critique of the game. And by calling it that, the video gets 150,000, 200,000 yeah. views. The video I made of The Last of Us, which was called Everything The Last of Us Gets Right, and all the other videos I made called Gets Wrong, yeah. have had multiple hundreds of thousands of views. Gets Right, that's probably one of the best videos I've ever made. I'm most proud of it. Mm. Uh, hardly got any views yeah. like, <laughs> and it's just sad. like it's sad and the fact that you kind of almost you, I kind of you find yourself being like well it's like a negative culture sort of thing yeah mm. it's mad well it's almost it? like yeah. I kind of feel like I'm making this Destiny video at the moment and I'm almost like a lot of the things I'm talking about are actually things that Destiny does get wrong yeah. but it's like do I bait people in with saying that yeah. and then talk about why it's good as well mm. because you kind of feel bollocks, like, it? Yeah, kind of like it doesn't change the content of what you're doing but it seems sad to me that People complain about um, internet culture being negative towards mm. games, and people complain about the negativity. But at the same time, it's what, That's what people gets you in. want. Yeah, <laughs> it's what I guess, people yeah. click on. I guess like you're in an interesting position, though. I think that not many people find themselves in where it doesn't matter what if you no, get it doesn't. or anything like that. It doesn't. Like, you're not beholden to any kind of advertiser or stuff like that. But which, unfortunately, which obviously, O and M. As I like, discovered yeah. through doing yeah. this, I, I, I went into this stuff being like, it doesn't matter how many views I get. But actually, yeah. like, it's it does because unfortunately. I'm a fucking animal human and yeah. um, unfortunately seeing things being successful makes me happy. Yeah, I mm. guess so. Um, so it's not actually, it doesn't matter. I've got more yeah. views. But when I do a video that gets lots of views, that's what makes me feel good. Yeah, I don't know though because like... Uh, I wish you didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I don't seem to be able to control that. It's just part of my wiring. On this, that's a bit, like my, my, the, the stuff that I always work on and stuff like that, like I've always worked for companies where no matter who watches my video, I get paid a salary at the end of the month. I'm, like, I'm so lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, then I literally think like... That's not enough for me somehow. I, don't, I want to yeah, be able to continue know, to do it, but it doesn't... It doesn't... Because I'd rather, like, if I meet, if, you know, if, like, I think me and, me and Joe and Matthew Castle did a series called Expert Superguy, which was watched by, I reckon, the same 2,500 people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. every single week. Apart from it was that great. one Call of like, Duty episode. Yeah. Where we got lots of comments going... Mm, you're not very good at this. Yeah, but it was like it was literally watched by the same people, and like, like I remember like having a massive not argument, but I had a lot of arguments with Matthew Castle. Like, and if you don't know who he is, you should definitely like a lot of people say to me, "Oh, I don't know who this Castle guy is." Yeah, yeah, because he's really, really busy making magazines or running magazines to the ground, wherever you think. Um, but like, I remember having a conversation with him, and he was just like, "We made this awesome video, and we put it up, and I think it got like seven thousand views or something." And he was just like, he was literally just like, oh, "I can't believe that." Like, I can't believe it's only 7,000 people. It was like, why do you care? Like, why do you care that it's only been watched by 7,000 people? 7,000 people is a lot of people. I don't yeah. know 7,000 people. Like, we're still getting paid at the end of this, no, no matter yeah. what. No, like, I mean, I don't care that much, but I think it's addictive. I think that's the problem is, I've now, I've, 
Yeah. Now I know I can get lots of views when I don't. You're like, what's wrong with this video? Yeah. It's a serotonin thing. I but think. then you don't want, yeah, but you don't want to get to a point where you're like, you know, as you said, you don't want you're making a video which you, like is champion. No, and I don't. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You don't want to get to a point where you're just like, because uh, that is a lot of what YouTube is. A lot of people yeah, of like. Course, of course. That's why, like, you know, fucking. Every other thumbnail, every other new channel is like angry gamer, like pissed yeah. off gamer. It doesn't affect what Boobs. I do. <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't affect what I do. Exactly. It's, just, yeah, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like often I, I it's the weird thing I find is the things I bash out just because I think it'll be fun yeah. are often the things that do really well. I, I made the video about Destiny's plot and that's done yeah, exactly. well. Yeah, yeah. And that was just something I bashed out because I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm going to take the piss out of Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> we, talked, um, we talked about it in the pub, but like, I think like, there's other people you could probably get on this podcast that would be very like a lot more willing to talk about it. But let's well, get some more. Get some more on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but like, if you ever had to like learn, the this things, is like a thriller film where it's like I just get Tamor's name on a piece of paper. Yeah. It's, Gene ha- it's Gene Hackman. Yeah, all the presidents <laughs> made. Like, that dude knows what's going on. But like, yeah. Also, he's left the industry now, so I think he, he you know, he'll say whatever the fuck he wants because he works with TFL. We talk actually about. Um, I said I would talk about it briefly. So <sighs> fine. I haven't got a problem. I can stop whenever I want. Okay. I've got a big problem. Destiny. I'm so addicted to Destiny. I mean, the thing is now, I've, I've seen... I kind of feel good in the fact that I've seen what it was from quite an early age. And I'm yeah. like, this is fucking fruit machine fun bullshit. Mm. But I knew that. And I kind of laugh at the idiots who are sitting on Reddit going... I feel that Bungie have really disappointed me with this uh, and it's like they've played it for like hundreds of hours and yeah. only just realised what it is mm. and then being like I'm so angry and it's yeah. like you're an idiot like it's like you're saying if you realised what it was early on then you'd be like oh this is fun it's like you just watch six snuff films and then you like, I can't believe I can't believe I can't <laughs> they're <say>. all dead <laughs> this is horrible <laughs> it's gotta be it's like, it's like guys it's quite obvious what it is yeah. you should have worked that out earlier it's your own fault for wasting it if you feel like you've wasted your life yeah. that's your fault like, I because like, you've got that far I wanted to ask you this actually because um, this week I think I'm going to buy a PS4 yes um if I started playing, but if I started playing Destiny now, am I fuck? Can I not start? Playing? No, I mean, you can. It, it's a weird one. I I was really worried about the same thing because I bought a PS4 late and I <coughs> I started playing it. Um, I was lucky enough to have well, to more uh, at the same level as I was, so we played through together. If you approach it as sort of a solo game for the first ten levels or so, okay. You're kind of fine. Like Which it's not. I probably would have played it anyway. I, think. I exactly. play it on so, my own a lot. Yeah. Um, and actually, like the thing is, it's got this sort of daily thing where you can pop in, play it for an hour. And I've just basically been logging in, playing it for about an hour every day, doing some things, getting some stuff, and then mm. logging out. Mm. But what I love about it is, it's just like it's really chill. It's like yes. it's it's a lot of people complained, and the thing is, I am making a big video about it. It's gonna be fucking ridiculous, but it's something you can log into and just shoot shit in the head. And some people in the reviews are like, "Oh, the AI is terrible." I don't give a fuck. I like shooting things in the yeah. head. I like being good at shooting things in the head and as well. Like, yeah. The AI, yeah. I, I know this is AI like, is one of those bollocks. weird things. But it's not as bad as people made it out. No, it's not. Like it does, it does still react in a way that is satisfying to yeah. play with. Mm. Like it's playing, you know, like those old. But well, maybe this speaks more to me. You know, those old shitty, like I don't know, like Mac shareware chess games, and they had like nine different levels of difficulty, mm. and you were only actually playing chess if you were on like the ninth level. Yeah, this is like level three. It's like I can predict everything you're going to do, but I'm still having a satisfying game okay, playing right. around. You get curveballs as well. You get yeah. occasionally like you get out of your depth, you get killed, you get in trouble and all that stuff. But what I like most about it is the fact that loads of people are playing it, right? Which means I log on, 
like I can play it on my own, I can chill out, I can just zoom around on a hover bike, shooting shit in the head, and it's just I play I can play it with a fucking hangover. Yeah. And there are still valuable things I can do with a hangover. Mm. The problem with yeah. most games is you get to a point where it's like, oh you're high level now, the only thing you can do it's high is level tension. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I can still log on with a massive hangover and do something valuable yeah. on a Saturday morning. That's cool. And secondly, it's like I just log on. I was playing it with Rich McCormick, who's a good friend of mine. He used to work for PC Gamer, and now he lives in Japan. The fact that it's like the netcode works well enough that I can mm. just sit and we weren't even like concentrating on the game. You're just literally popping heads, chatting about stuff. Yeah, it's a really nice casual social experience. But this is what I was going to talk about. I won't spoil any of it, but I'd like to talk briefly about the Vault of Glass because the thing is, lots of people complain about Destiny and the fact that it doesn't know what it's it, like. People are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's a really nice framework. The shooting is really nice. It's got, um, but then it's like got this kind of a bit turgid end game where you get towards like level twenty five plus, and then it's quite a slow progression, and it's very evident that it's like ah, you've got to wait till December, and then we're gonna mm. do some more stuff, and yeah. it's they were playing the long game, which kind of is a bit of a, it's a they're playing a very long game as well. Yeah, it's like it's gonna be there forever. But the thing is, right. honestly, and this is a weird thing because it's like it's not really an excuse because I do think that the package of what you get is a bit thin. Yeah, for forty quid especially. Um, but the not f- in like two years time, you're not gonna have. But this is gone yeah. next year. There's no way that's hanging around for two years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I reckon it will. Really? I With really DLC that will. whole time. I think with expansions, I mean, the thing is, like... You I get wonder, all those as part of it, right? No. No. That's, this That's is the problem. Paid. This is the problem. It's like, if it was free initially, and yeah. then with paid stuff, or if it was... I don't know, I'm a bit concerned sense. with like, the monetization. That mean that? That's the thing, is I kind of feel like it should have been. Um, it, for the game, the kind of game they yeah. want to make. But the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up doing a World of Warcraft, so in about a year's time, they just say, hey, the base game's free. Hmm. Like, hmm. you can just play it and... I think they will do, yeah. and I think it has got legs because I don't know what Bungie are planning, but like people have talked about the fact that the spaceships you've got, like they might even end up making it so you can fly spaceships and stuff. There's I can't remember if this is my imagination, but I'm sure they've talked about flying spaceships yeah. before. I'm I sure be that was a thing. It's a thing that they could do because honestly, the, the base game they've got, the shooting feels lovely. They've got a framework, but I guess my biggest concern playing the game is like, you know what? I'm having tons of fun with this. I'm addicted. I don't care because for me right now. Obviously, I'm having a weird life situation anyway, and having something mindless I can fixate on, and also something which means I can just sit and chat mindless shit with friends, yeah. is perfect. Mm. It's like rem- a that reminder. Is Warcraft. Yeah. It's a reminder of what video games should be and like. And it's pure yeah, yeah, progression yeah. as well. There's always a feeling that you're working towards something yeah. at all times. Yeah. And it's better than Warcraft. Better than, better than World of Warcraft in the fact that World of Warcraft, you trick yourself and think you're having fun with the combat yeah. when actually you're just pressing buttons. Yeah. Whereas this, you're actually the gunplay yeah, yeah, feels nice yeah. enough that. Yeah. Honestly, I've worked out. I'm about to unlock a um, like little trophy thing in the game for getting twenty thousand kills. Yeah, twenty thousand kills. Yeah, I've been using the same pistol for about a week. I just walk around shooting one gun at people in the head, and I'm having a fucking brilliant time. Yeah, but the Vault of Glass is the raid, which you basically you can't even do until you're about level twenty-seven, level twenty-eight, really. We hadn't attempted it last week. We got six people together, and honestly, just the process of doing that was so exciting. Having email chains being like, yeah. we're going to be a five, we're going to do this. And then having this incredible challenge, it makes me so excited for the future of the game because yeah. I'm playing it and I'm like, this is an incredible backbone. What are they going to do with it? And this isn't maybe what they're just going to do with it, but holy fuck, it is cool. Yeah. It's annoying that you have to play the game for about 15 hours to even have a chance, at least, to even have a chance of 
trying it. I don't mm. think it's annoying. I think like if I like you almost want to. Well, no, but the problem is they it's need like, to elongate, elongate, like, like everything. But no, but the problem is yeah. it's the best thing in the game, and it's so unlike yeah, the rest of the game true. that it's kind of like the thing you want to show people. Yeah, yeah. So it's to be like where people are like, why should I play Destiny? And it's like yes. you just want to go yeah, yeah, yeah. because okay, this. It feels yeah. like game designers finally getting their own back. It feels like Bungie going, <laughs> you know, like oh, we had to spend so long making like this boring space marine doing like really interesting things straight up and going, you know what? You have to give a shit about our game to get what you want out of it. Yeah. And it's kind of lovely. It's kind of like put your put your time in and you get what you deserve. Well, also, it's like there are reasons why you need the time because when you go in there, there's like you have to understand some of the mechanics. Like that, there's like colored shields for types of damage. It's actually a very simple system. Yeah. It's not like any rock, paper, scissors, weird shit. It's, you know, the color of the shield is the color of the weapon you need. Also, you have to have an understanding of how the enemies react because there are like certain elements throughout it where like you start to notice that maybe some of the enemies are behaving in a different way to how they usually do, and that's right. part of what you need to do to work out the puzzle of of how to deal with that situation. But the thing is, I've seen lots of places talk about actually. I still think that Kotaku's review by Kirk Carmenton is probably the best review of the game I've seen out there. Mm. Um, but he said about how it's like a puzzle thing, and it is. But what I maybe didn't get. Maybe I misread it, but like what I maybe didn't get completely is the fact that it's like it's a puzzle, but it's a puzzle. The puzzles aren't just like shoot some stuff and then work out a puzzle. Yeah. The puzzles aren't the, intrinsically a part of the combat. Yeah. And the combat situations you get thrown into are impossible. It literally throws you into things that wipe you the fuck out. And you go from being like, I'm shooting everything in the head, I'm a hero, everything's right, to being like, we're going to dick on you yeah. again and again and again. But then it, it just creates new things. So it's like, you have this encounter and they be like, this enemy's acting weirdly. What's this for? There's this bit over here. What are we supposed to do? And you don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. And even what's wonderful about it is even when you're on the right track, even when like you're actually like starting to do things right, yeah. it doesn't pat you on the back and say, give you any idea that you're doing it right. You don't really know that you're on the right track until you're really close to doing it. And then okay. you go, this is, we're right. This is how we're supposed to be yeah, doing yeah. it. But these puzzles are so intricate and so multi-layered and involving different things that... We played it with six of us, and it was just having these eureka moments of somebody going, guys, guys, I think this does this. Yeah. And then you wipe, and you start again, and you test it. You yeah. go, and then you go, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. But like, <laughs> it, you, you have theories, you test stuff, you try things, and then you, you regroup. And then as you gradually, like, there was one bit in particular where every time we realized something, every time we learned something about the situation, the next attempt was much more successful. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. until we learned everything. Yeah. And actually, we were really proud of the fact that we played through the whole thing, all of us fresh. None of us have read up on it at all. And if you have the opportunity to do that, I'd totally recommend it yeah, because yeah. it was one of the best gaming experiences I've had in years. But in the final encounter, we, we didn't manage to do it because we just were a bit underleveled. Yeah. But we then, looking online about the guides, we worked out that our technique that we devised for how to solve this puzzle yeah. was bang on. Was was better than bang on. It was like it was actually like we developed a technique which was fucking good. Yeah. It was actually like all the guides hadn't really gone into that much detail. Yeah, um, but it has some really really clever. Um, oh, it's it's so so good. Honestly, the only way I can describe it is it kind of has that Dark Souls element of being like trial and error, but in an interesting way of you being like, what am I doing wrong? What's what is this? And it uses concepts which are kind of like. Obviously a bit alien, a bit sci-fi, but concepts that you're familiar with. Like, yeah. the things that once you work it out, it makes sense. It wasn't just bollocks. It's like, oh, of course, this works this way with this, this interacts yeah, with this. Yeah. But also it feels like, you know, 
You know when you go on corporate away days or whatever, and you get those team building exercises where you have six people and you have to work out an impossible puzzle? Yeah. It was like the best one of those I've ever <laughs> done in my life. You feel like the smartest person in the world. Yeah. And it, it was really nice in the fact that we had moments where it was like, it wasn't just one person being like, oh, we'll do this. Different people chipped out, different people at certain points were like, all right, well, you're in charge of this. And yeah. you have jobs. And there was one bit where at the end, we realized we needed to split off into three teams. And two of the teams were just one person. It was me and Chris Thurston. Yeah. And we both had to go and do something and we both had to do it synchronized. And we're basically, basically we're just running off doing this fucking synchronized task. And there's a point where I'm like trying to get back out having done this thing and I need to get back out yeah and I'm like on the verge of death and it's like my heart's just pounding the fuck because it's like yeah. it's like I've got a job to do and if I don't do this job perfectly fuck it up forever everyone uh, is dead uh, yeah. everyone is dead but the, the wonderful thing about this is it's not the game saying this is your job yeah. it's like I'm executing our plan it's yeah. like we G- invented this plan. it's like where GTA 5's heists went wrong online yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. they never introduced that sense of like everyone has a job yeah. let's go and do it but we've created these really elaborate plans where like you do this you do this then at this point in the second stage we'll move you do this you do this and everyone yeah. had like like plans with multi-tiered roles and everyone's shifting you capture all this yeah uh, some of it not with audio but yeah. I captured bits of it to put in the video yeah. I don't want to spoil any of it so I'll probably use it very yeah. sparingly it's quite interesting to watch though like it's fascinating but it's like it, the fact that it's like you get so excited but then sometimes we had these these plans and we worked really hard to do it and then it's just like you get to a point where after like half an hour of trying to do something you all have to just go you have to so sit and have a conversation yeah. and go mm. do we keep trying this yeah. or do we just accept that maybe this isn't it and try something different mm. and you have that classic like business conversations like of people being like one person thinks it's this the yeah. other person thinks this like what are you going to do which one are you going to try mm. I like, like the way that opposing theories building people and like making people sit down and have a conversation but it's almost like board gaming isn't it like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. like right right we all have to do this one thing especially when you like when you when you're doing like games where you you all have one sort of task to do it feels it really really feels like that's that. the genius of it actually is the fact that it's not as with most um cooperative shooters it's not a case of you communicating that much when you're doing it yeah. it's not like you going they're coming from the east they're coming from the north yeah well, i need everyone to come back yeah, and that doesn't interest me at all that yeah, stuff yeah. is too intense well, the way it works is you try it you all die and then before you start it again yeah you sit you wait what did you we talk learn? tactics yeah, and you go what yeah. should we do this time what was bollocks and it's yeah. like you pre-plan because once the thing that always fucks us over is we kept dying whenever we got to a new bit like well one bit it was a boss fight with three stages and whenever we unlocked a new stage we all died because it's yeah. like you're so stressed trying to stay alive that you can't plan yeah, yeah, yeah. but the satisfaction of, of winning and then everyone gets magical treasure because you did a good job yeah holy fuck and I mean, I'm so excited because the next two expansions the one in uh December and then one in the New Year both had new raids. And yeah. I, I can't wait to just sit down with people and not have a fucking clue. Yeah. Because honestly, that's another the most fun thing about it. I think it's, it's, like, it's worth yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where it's like I already put all this time into Destiny and I, I enjoy it. I'm not going to try and justify it to myself yeah. any further than that because I enjoy the addiction. Yeah. Why it. should you either? Um, but at the same time, it, it totally made me feel like yeah, this hasn't been. This isn't bollocks. Yeah. Okay. In the way that I think with World of Warcraft raids um, are I, bollocks. I mean, how do people? I, I was thinking about that. How did people work out how to do some of that stuff back yeah. in the day for the first time? Because what I liked about the Vault of Glass was we sat down without any internet and with six of us, we worked it out in about six hours. Yeah. And it was an incredible experience. But some of that stuff in World of Warcraft, like, no. Yeah, you never do that. That yeah. took, like, people talking on the internet and working shit, weird shit out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, I've blabbed on for a long time on that. Mm. 
I was just going to say, like, it, it reminds me again of, like, it feels like Bungie learning lessons. Do you remember, like, old Halo games? I can't remember which one it was. There was someone found a grunt that would never attack you. And people became obsessed with this one pacifist grunt and the idea that it was going to lead you somewhere or the idea that it was going to take you to a new section of combat that wasn't in the main game or it was going to show you a skull. Like this idea that there was a puzzle to be worked out because one thing didn't make sense. Yeah. It feels like they've, they've taken that idea and gone, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the game. Um, like, let's work with that. It is. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it really is. It's kind of amazing. It just, it just completely, it's like... It, it requires you to have an intimate understanding of the core game mm. and then just hurls you through this gauntlet of oddities. It's not game design, it's people design. It's going like, here's all your rules, we're going to fuck one up. Yeah. What, how are you going to react? But then you like, have, like, there are so many red herrings and stuff, you're like, these enemies are acting really weirdly. Like, what are they doing? Like, and, and then being like, is that a thing or is that not? Like, mm, yeah. you, you end up being like, does this do anything or not? Like, and you just gradually learn the rules. It's, it's so, so good. And uh, I honestly think it's one of those things where, at the moment, I'd say to people, like, if you're on the fence with Destiny, like, I wouldn't necessarily rush out and get it, but I kind of feel like... Because it also has got that MMO thing of right now it's quite difficult to get to the level that you can play that. Yeah. But I know that in about three or four months' time, because of the nature of these They're things... They're going to accelerate it will, The acceleration period will be yeah. upped and it will be a lot easier to get to that mm-hmm. level. Um, so I kind of feel like, uh, you know, if that piques your interest, like, just... Get into it now if you want to and get some friends into it, but otherwise just maybe just hold off and don't read anything about it. Like, yeah. Just keep it fresh because it's just, yeah, it was the most interesting and rewarding uh, shooter experience I've had in years. And it's funny how, because so many of the reviews, because they wanted to get them out quickly, like came out even before the Vault of Glass was open. Yeah, yeah. And lots of the, it so easily subverts the biggest complaint about Destiny of being like, it doesn't do anything new, it's bland, and it's like, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, unfortunately, you have to play it for a while before you see that. Yeah. And then you get something genuinely. And of course, I, I wouldn't ask things, I don't want to, seem like I'm being a dick about that because yeah. I appreciate people have to do their job. You know, like you've got to recommend something. But yeah. It's it's difficult. Anyway, let's do some questions. Okay, questions. So first of all we got a question from Dave M. Nicholas, who says, You podcast, but what podcasts do you listen to? Joe, what's your favourite podcast? Maybe involving Oof. four people. That you, that you know. Uh, Two of whom might be here right now. I'm going to go with um, It Socket, but, <laughs> like, but twice. <laughs> I don't listen to any other games podcasts you know anymore. What? No, I've stopped. I just think, like, I just, I don't know. I just. What's the point? They just, yeah. No, no. I'm no. the best now. <laughs> no, I, did, I don't know. I, li- I listen to a lot of non game stuff, and I think mm. people really, really should, because then you realise how fucking terrible games podcasts oh, are. Oh, Jesus Christ, uh, yeah. On the most part. Um, but I listen yeah, to. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's, it's not a bad way to like try and become better at what you do. Yeah. I mean, professionally, you should, yeah. I mean. I listen to a bit of This American Life. I yeah. find the, the pacing is a bit repetitive after a while because it is the same pacing every I time. Heard, have you heard their new one? Serial. No, I haven't. It's good, man. Yeah. I, li- I listen to a lot of that. I listen to This American Life when I'm running a lot because I need something that takes my mind away from... The reason I like the way that that's edited was because it takes my mind away from actually having to fucking run. Yeah. Uh, so I need, like, 
an ep- you know, I need an hour long something. That's why I used to watch like, you know, I used to watch like absolute bollocks TV shows like uh, the one about the bikes, Sons of Anarchy, in, in the gym because it was just like <laughs> that is absolute bollocks. Every episode is absolute bollocks. I, mean, I kind of like it. But it's, it's the same bollocks. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing with, with this American life. Like, you know, you know, the, it's, it's almost like even though you're constantly like taken away to a different place, and you're like, shit, I didn't even know this fucking world existed. Like, you know, these yeah, like yeah. Jewish. Elementary schools, like obviously Jewish. I've been listening to, to it actually. Like, <laughs> I've been trying to listen to it while swimming because I've got some underwater headphones. Yeah, it just takes your mind away from it. But the yeah, problem yeah. I find is it's like without. It's not. It's a bit too like. Some, there's something about delivery. It's a bit sleepy. It's not. It's not very good for exercise. I well, it depends on the episode because sometimes you get this like one really because they do those four act ones or yeah, five yeah, act yeah, ones. Yeah. You get one really intense person in the middle. And it just wakes you up. You just, yeah. Shit, something crazy's going down, and then <laughs> yeah. it's always one of the fictional stories that they're doing. You're like, fuck off. Look, like, I hate it when they make up a fictional. Yeah. One from American Life. It's not good enough. I listened to 99 percent Invisible as yeah. well, which is like it's very very similar to this American Life, but it's about like architecture. And I'm going to check what this other one is in a minute. <laughs> like it's, I only recently started listening to it. I've got to say, I don't. I mean, while well, you look, I don't really listen to podcasts. I've got, uh, which is shameful because I record three. I listen uh, to tons. Uh, I don't have much time, and when I've got my headphones on, I've, I've really. You I've, don't have a commute. That's massive. massive I don't have a commute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing, and also like music is very um, important to me. And the thing I, I miss most about being a writer is I used to be able to listen to music not with lyrics in but I used to be able to listen to instrumental music while I was writing yeah. when it. you video edit you can't like, yeah you, I, I listen yeah. to music while I write and I while I'm travelling I listen to podcasts like that's the only yeah. way I can do it yeah. I can't walk to music because I do that thing where my foot feet go in step to the oh, music oh that's it I walk around like, can't the do amount it. of times people have, have like tweeted me saying I spotted you in public and like people always say something along the lines of you look like a man on a mission and it's because I listen to like fucking intense music and like, <laughs> it's like I'm just storming around just and the soundtrack of Koana Kwatsi all the time <laughs> oh no <laughs> just walking and just like absolute death in I walk eyes. around to stuff like like these new Puritans or something it's just like fucking yeah. <laughs> it's just like yes. yeah it's just insane madman shit my so fa- yeah my favourite podcast at the moment um, is one I just had to check it out but Kristen Donlin uh, told me you have to listen to it and it's called Planet Money which is another of the NPR ones yeah. and I listened to one the other day and it's honestly one of the best things it's, it's, uh, they call that the Eddie Murphy effect or something like that the episode is and it's all about like trading places and how realistic is trading places um, it is fucking incredible hmm. like I literally uh, there's, there's so much amazing stuff about it and like if you're if you're going in at entry level anything, go in for that. Hasn't because the it's brilliant. Editor of that just left to start his own business. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that was a really interesting, really interesting episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Because like the guy who uh, used to run. Uh, Planet Money has gone to st- try and start his own business and he did an This American Life episode about like pitching the guy who fucking bankrolled Twitter and stuff like that about it like and he absolutely fails miserably yeah, it's amazing but that podcast is really really good as well but um, those I don't listen to any games podcast basically <laughs> no I, I don't particularly either. Yeah. I mean it's like uh, I don't know I find that the, there are there are exceptions, of course, but a lot of the people whose opinions on games I really am interested yeah. in, I get to talk to either in real life or on a podcast. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. There's a very interesting thing with, um, I don't know if either of you read Cracked. Yeah. Most people read Cracked, as it turns out. Um, Cracked do a podcast where essentially they base a podcast in discussion around one of their articles that's been successful. That's good. That's Which, a really interesting way of doing a games podcast, so, I think. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's not a... Yeah, so that would be interesting yeah. as well as a games idea. Um, the way they do it is essentially... Because I find cracked articles are 
funny, but often I don't come out feeling like I've actually learned that much yeah, because yeah. of the list feature style. You yeah. come out going, well, it's quite... It feels like they've had to fit within their own structures. Yeah. Whereas this is usually three guys talking really interestingly around a subject and all the facts they learned to write those articles. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I actually miss about being um, a video game or a part of a team was like one of the things we did used to do was we would have reactive podcasts. Yeah. Like yeah. We would have a podcast specifically just about a new release that we all played or, you know, just something yeah. that happened. You you could basically, because you've got a room of people, you can be like, let's record an hour-long chat yeah. just about this. Yeah. And it's something we started doing and it was quite successful, but it's obviously difficult to do when you're on your own because it would just be me talking to myself. And I do that enough anyway. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ed Stern asks, what Capcom vs. Marvel style publisher slash IP crossover would you like to see? Like Gordon Freeman in GTA, Lara Croft in FIFA. Yeah. Shit Platinum and anyone else. <laughs> I'm done. After Metal Gear Rising, which isn't the best game, but is yeah. a fucking amazing game for having the shittest Metal Gear character ever in a competent action game. They can take on whatever yeah. I like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's not a part of me that's like, ooh, I'd like to see that. And I, couldn't I kind of feel like my uh, a couple of years ago I would have been excited by this, but it's almost become a bit oversaturated now. Like, I remember yeah. the first time you had crossovers, it was like, what the fuck, Sonic the Hedgehog's in another game? Like, yeah. It was like, at the time, it was really exciting, this idea of like just yeah. working together, but then you start doing it loads. I liked, like, like, as a fighting game fan, I liked Street Fighter X Tekken, I thought that was really, really I good. Tekken and I Street Fighter so yeah, much. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't think that game ever existed or I'm was ever going to exist. But that, I want that Assassin's quite Creed cool. with orcs. Yeah. Or the orcs with the Batman. Orcs Batman. with the Batman, I think. Is Batman probably, going yeah. around beating the shit out of well, orcs. That's the thing, like, Warner Brothers own orcs. Why am I here? They do whatever what they is want. this place? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the scarecrow? <laughs> Who is Orlando Bloom? <laughs> he just beats Talion to death. It's just like, you're too boring. Get on with it. I love that idea that, like, the whole time is Batman trying to work out where the serum is because he thinks he's been drugged by the scarecrow, yeah. actually. <laughs> Do some weird shit. He yeah. has actually You're genuinely. Just a fucking Mordor, dude. He is ingenuinely immortal. <laughs> I tell you, like the best crossovers are the ones that don't take themselves in any way seriously. Like, did you ever play Project Crosszone on the 3DS, which was a strategy RPG? Uh, but the like, actually, the worst strategy RPG I've ever played. It had no tactics to it at all. All it was was, uh, I think it was Namco, Sega, Capcom, fucking Tecmo Koei, and someone else all put their characters into one game. And I think Monolith Soft made it. And it was the shittest strategy RPG, as I've said. But beyond that, you had things like Jin Kazama from Tekken teaming up with some guy from Virtua Fighter. Oh, yeah, or like um, players from, guys from uh, Resident Evil teaming up with fucking, what's his name, from Dead Rising. And like just shitty character combinations being forced to talk to each other for extended <laughs> periods. And just being like... And literally all the dialogue was, what are we doing here? Why is this happening? Yeah. Just constantly just going, why? Yeah, it just might as well have been going, what? Yeah. Why is this the point? <laughs> and it was fucking entertaining. Like just an incredible little piece of video game culture that yeah. no one else could do because no. it was just these Japanese companies going, and would inevitably be forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was great. But just odd shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joshua, oh, so, so the problem is people have started doing Halloween Twitter names now. Why mm. do people do that? I don't know. I mean, it's just it's frustrating because it means there's like a month of the year where you can't work out who people are um, or you have to care. work. I don't care. No, this is Joshua Yearsley um, who asks... That's a good enough name, dude. I know. It, 
<laughs> it's not too bad. He's written Joshua Yarsley, which isn't too bad. I'm Christmas Joe Scrabbles at the moment. <laughs> You're still doing a Christmas. Still rocking the Christmas. I'm one. just going with Christmas. Oh, uh, just that leave that forever. Now. Yeah, I might as well. I think <laughs> I kept Christmas for a couple of months, but uh, this is a good question though. It's not related, but it's kind of a Halloweeny question because we are getting on to that point of year. What's the best Halloween costume you've ever done? I've ever done. Uh, I was in six. My first year of sixth form, and I did the Karate Kid shower. Um, <laughs> so me and my dad built a shower, and I wore a shower the entire night. Uh, that was pretty cool. So it's like you know- we had this like backpack of a uh, thing coming up and there's like a big shower curtain all around me with a shower that had like fake water coming down you know when you hear about American kids in like boxcar derby yeah and like their dads make them the thing yeah that's I've always thought, well my dad was a, a welder slash builder say, so it's just like he loved all, that shit that's always been yeah. like an unattainable thing to me I'm like that's never happened in yeah. real life but it turns out your dad built you a wearable shower <laughs> yeah uh, that's that, beautiful that was, the, that was the best one I've ever done I think it took, a lot, it took a lot of effort on my dad's part and a lot of me standing there going hmm yeah <laughs> which is it's a good going, which, going is, nicely, yeah. which is a skill you need as an adult if you buy a car and you have ever have to take it to a garage standing around <laughs> while someone yeah, else yeah. does something yeah, you yeah. have no idea where they're going do, yeah do you're doing that's great what about you Joe what's your favourite uh, I turned up to your live podcast once dressed as the concept of murder which I was quite <laughs> happy good. with I just sewed the word murders to a jumper you won walked. a prize for that you well, gave me Metal yeah. Gear Solid that was great I was, remember that Yeah, <laughs> and I had a sort of ski cap with M on it like I was murder but a superhero was murder I think my favourite I did was I once went to a, a party which was themed American Nightmares and this was about six years ago oh I've whatever. seen this and I went as the recession which was Very basically good. just wearing completely white and drew a grid onto myself and I had a downward like red line you're so edgy man um, it was fun it was fun because then people throughout the night were trying to encourage me to fix the recession by lifting my leg up really high in the air and I did that and I banged my head on a piano and almost got concussion wrecked <laughs> <laughs> a pie for everyone but also at one point in, in video games actually it's worth a mention I did actually uh, rip off um, you know in Devil May Cry 3 there was a character who was like a, a devil skinhead dude who had like one eye that was red and one eye that was blue and had this sort of demonic growth coming out of one half of his face I don't think anyone well, remembers yeah, Devil May Cry 3 do I they? Do. <laughs> I do it's great it's a great game but um, it's too fucking hard but it was great um, but yeah I basically ripped off that and combined it with Edward Scissorhands and just went to like a nightclub night at uni dressed like this fucking bizarre crazy haired witch and uh, what do you use for the growth? Um, I p- spent a long time painstakingly painting it onto my face. Oh, it looked really okay. cool. Unfortunately, the only photo I took of it was blurred because it was a shit camera phone. But uh, I was extremely successful with the ladies that night. <laughs> so if, I don't. Apparently, looking terrifying is is hot at Halloween. So bear that in mind, girls and boys. Um, Daniel VZ. It's an easy name. Um, will any of you be importing a new 3ds? I've been waiting it up. I was thinking about it because I think it will actually be as, as expensive, expensive yeah. if not cheaper to get it from Australia. Like, because they want those. Thinking about doing that suddenly made me really sad and thinking about Lixang. Well, not Lixang. Was it Lixang? No, I'm using the name of somebody on Twitter. Sorry. That's a. Uh, what was it called? Lapsang Souchon. Play Asia? No. Was it, what was it called? Don't what was Lixang? There was the, the old Japanese website that used to be, um, used to be able to import. Oh, it used to be advertised wrong? in the back of magazines, didn't it? 
I can't remember what it's called. It may be that. Maybe I got it right. But it was mm. basically it was an old Japanese import, and you could buy like consoles, and it got shut down because Sony fucked them. Yeah. Because they were importing PSPs, Sony basically sued them, and they just like had to close. Yeah. But it used to be amazing because you'd be like, oh cool, I can get the Game Boy Color early yeah. from Japan. And it would work in the UK, but then also you started like seeing all of the amazing weird shit that they sold in Japan for games. By that as well, yeah. By that as well, like mm. they had like loads of like amazing like covers and fashions and like little yeah. boxes to hold your games. They just got all these awesome peripherals. When we at that point were in the dark ages of electronics boutique, where it's like, do you want to buy a leather style case? Here's a turbo console? button on your third party controller. Yeah. Whereas like in Japan, it was like this wealth of cool shit. Yeah. Um, and finally. I guess Kate Gray asks if you could graft an animal tail onto your body, which animal tail would you use? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Such a genuine response. Um, are we talking just where a tail should be? I guess so. I mean, what is, where do you want it? I don't know. Like I'm a just thinking like tail on the end of your fit on the end of your hand. You can just yeah, be a proper. Yeah, but that would you make your hand useless. Yeah, not if like it that. was sort of not if it like folded back into your arm well like backwards. wolverine claws exactly something yeah, like that then you'd get like the tanuki like tail from Mario Brothers 3 and just like just Leaf. fly everywhere and float shit. about yeah. that would be cool I mean I don't know if that would work because that's technically not a real thing um, I might go for like a lemur's prehensile tail right oh, on the cool. apex of my head yeah. <laughs> so I could just hang from light fittings forever. or yeah just forever you'd be like you'd be like a terrifying Teletubby yeah I'd take that like a really stripy Teletubby well, unfortunately these amazing images have left me completely unable to have an answer <laughs> yeah. um, but we'll wrap it up what I will say is um, if you do enjoy the podcast and you enjoyed this podcast in particular we are doing a live uh, Darth Souls show on the 2nd of November in Nottingham. Why Remember, remember the 2nd of, of November. November. It's in Nottingham, which is... We're um, going to be drinking a lot. Obviously in England. Uh, we will be drinking, no doubt. It'll be in the day. It starts at about, I think, in the afternoon. Um, if you look on Twitter, etc., I will be posting about it on the Daft Souls account. And also, yeah, it's it's on Eventbrite if you just yeah. search for Daft Souls. Uh, it's I think it's a four quid a ticket. And basically, if you do fancy it, come along. It is in Nottingham. It will be in Logs Pub. <laughs> Log, who's been on the podcast. Yeah. It should be fun. But obviously, I have had a few people who were going, oh, I really want to come, but it's going to cost me like 80 quid to get there. It's like, probably... We will pay your train tickets. No, no. That, <laughs> like, Matt will that, pay invoice them back. That's uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, it is. Uh, that Patreon's doing really well, guys. <laughs> so. Go on megabus.com uh, forward slash Matt Lee's and you get free Megabus tickets from London. Actually, what I was going to say, what I was going to say... Well, I just said, do that. What I was going to say is, (laughs) if if you're like, oh, then don't worry, I'm sure it won't be a one-off opportunity. We will be doing some more live shows, hopefully in London uh, in a new year. I'd like to do a live show, maybe in a bigger venue with somewhere a bit easier to access. So if you're like, oh, I'd like to, but it's going to cost... Wembley Arena. Don't lose your mind. Log's going to be fuming about this. It's fine, it's fine. Literally taking a few hours. But if you, you, honestly, if you can make it, if it's not too far, if you can maybe like get some mates involved, get a car share come along yeah. it'll be fun we'll definitely be come because it'll be the only Daft Souls live podcast ever that's what you just said ever mm-hmm. that's, never that's, never be doing another live that's close enough ever but it will, be, it will be us three it will be me uh, Gav and Joe uh, but it'll be a little, slightly different because it'll be live but whatever it and will we'll be we'll come up with something to do 
Yeah, we'll come up with something to do. It'll be fun, though. That's all Sunday lunch. We're going to beat a cat to death. <laughs> Live. Yeah. No, I, I'd like to say that for Wembley, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we'll get more... You know, expose your coverage in the paper. They look good on those big video screens. Like, man beats cat to death live Wembley Arena. I just think that's going to be my ticket to the big time. Gap, arena you know? or stadium? Arena. That's the, we're going can't arena. Do, we can't do stadium. Going old Come school. on. Like, we're humble enough. To, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't. can't. We're not going to fill a stadium yet, Joe. That's fair. I'll give you that. Anyway, good. thank you very much for listening. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.